Hey friend, welcome back to the show where we navigate the beautiful yet demanding journey of really balancing our personal and professional lives as nurses. And today we're delving deep into the art of self-compassion, which I think is so important, especially when we are navigating different seasons of our lives, seasons where we are facing challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, difficult times in our lives. I think that's when it's the most important to really practice that self-compassion. If you are going through a difficult time or challenging time in your life and are maybe beating yourself up for maybe not being where you want to be or thought you would be at this point in your life or for not achieving your goals, then this episode is for you. And you are not alone in this pain, my friend. You are not alone in this struggle, I promise you. So today's episode, we'll talk about what self-compassion is And I also talk about the three components of self-compassion defined by Dr. Neff in her research, which is amazing, guys. I was really looking into this, and she's just a beautiful, incredible human soul and so grateful for her research on self-compassion. So I talk a little bit about that and how it can improve our overall well-being and ways to start cultivating that self-compassion in your life. I hope you enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. Are you wanting more time on your days off to create healthier habits and actually work on your goals? Then this podcast is for you. I'm Ashley and I used to be a burnt out nurse just like you. I know what it's like to feel exhausted and frustrated on your days off. I wanted to work out more, eat healthier, and enjoy time with friends and family. But I kept telling myself that that run could wait till tomorrow. I was just too tired to fit in a workout into my busy schedule. Entering my 30s, I realized I had neglected my own health and personal growth. It was a wake-up call that inspired me to take control of my life. That's when I learned two key things. The incredible peace that time management brings and the beauty of real work-life harmony. And I want you, friend, to have this too. I'll share with you my tips and tricks on how to manage your time, create healthier habits, and be more productive on your days off so that you can achieve your biggest health and business goals. So let's pop in those earbuds, get that nurse bun up, and let's dig in. All right, so as nurses, especially if you're a nurse, you know the kind of compassion we give to our patients. It's the essence of nursing. But why do we have such a hard time giving it to ourselves? And I remember asking myself this question a few years back. I was always beating myself up for not doing the things I said I would do, for not working out like I wanted to, or for not being where I wanted to be in life, or for making mistakes. And I think I've mentioned this story on here before, but there was a time when I was doing so well with my workouts and eating healthy, and I remember caving in and ordering some Wingstop, okay? They're Parmesan wings, mwah chef's kiss. And it was, I would just remember feeling so guilty for doing it. I hated myself in the moment. I remember telling myself some of the meanest things that I could never, ever tell a loved one, a friend, my nephew, my niece. I could never say those words ever. They aren't, some of those words weren't even part of or aren't part of my day-to-day vocabulary. And it wasn't until I really consistently began practicing self-compassion that things really changed for me. My life transformed ever since that. 
And it hasn't been easy. It really hasn't. It's not something easy. You have to really put in the reps and build that muscle. And it hasn't been linear either. There are moments or many times where I'm really good at practicing or cultivating that self-compassion. And then there are times where I fall off track and I'm beating myself up or I let that inner critic like take over the mic versus my self-love or self-compassionate voice, right? <laughs> so it's definitely has not been, it definitely has not been linear. But giving myself that kindness and love has really given me the strength and resilience to move through some of life's most difficult times and challenges. And I really want that for you. Okay, so as nurses, we know we wear numerous hats. We're juggling multiple different responsibilities and that often that often changes with the seasons of life. And it's so important to really acknowledge that when we go through different seasons in, of our life, our priorities are going to shift and we're going to come across unexpected challenges and that's okay. This is where self-compassion, especially in those times where we feel like giving up, where we feel like just throwing in the towel, when we feel like just going back to our comfort zone, self-compassion is that gentle anchor that's really going to help us navigate these shifts with kindness and understanding. It's about treating ourselves with the same care that we extend to our patients. So this podcast is about making time for the things that matter, right? I love living life with intention and purpose and truly creating or carving out that time for the things that matter to us and about creating healthier habits so that we can achieve work-life harmony and our personal or professional goals. But I also like taking a holistic approach to things. And I think that's why this topic fits in with what we're trying to accomplish, because think about it, when we are, if we're achieving, if we're wanting, if we set goals and we're wanting to achieve them, if we're wanting to improve our finances, relationships, maybe our career, we're going to come across different challenges, obstacles along the way. It's inevitable, right? And it's how we navigate those obstacles, how we deal with them, and how we come out on the other side, we end up coming out better, right? And it really just shapes us or molds us into the person that we're meant to become stronger and resilient. And I know that when we are on this journey of life and we're wanting to achieve things and we're wanting to create this life for us that we know we love and deserve, we are going to go through different seasons of life. It's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine. It's not always going to be summertime where things are great. And I think that if you're anything like me, when I go through different times in my life, challenging times, I feel guilty or maybe resistant to that because I'm like, this was my priority. My top priority was saving up money and, and investing and learning how to um, save more or budget, whatever that is. But maybe I had an unexpected car expense come up or maybe now I'm taking care of a family member and that's taking some of my money, right? I'm having to pour money into that. Or maybe I came, you know, I all of a sudden have uh, this health issue that I'm dealing with and my money's not going to medical bills. And it's like, how do we extend that kindness to ourselves in those difficult times and those times where things don't go as planned and now we have to shift our priorities. And I think that once I have this like acceptance that life is this ebb and flow and instead of resisting 
I accept, I give myself that kindness, and I allow my priorities to shift based on the season of life that I'm going through. For example, I'll give you an example of this. When I, a few years back, when I was really going through that difficult time with the relationship ending, I mean, my mindset, my mind was not like, okay, I need to, um, I need to go back to grad school. I need to do this or I need to, or not go back to grad school because I was in grad school, but um, I need to start a podcast or I need to start a side business or whatever. No, my main priority at that time was to take care of myself, my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health. And for me, that was traveling. That was spending time with family members, with friends, that was working on the working out at the gym, feeding my mind with positive things, fe- feeding my mind with inspirational stories, feeding my body with nourishing foods. And it wasn't easy. There were times where I was drinking a lot of alcohol, which is not good, right? And I would kind of fall off track. It was just, it, I was doing my best to really navigate that difficult time. And so when I found myself going into more of a spring season where I was like, okay, I've, I've been doing the travel nursing for a bit. I've been reflecting on life. I've been taking care of myself. I feel like I've just been watering myself and I feel really good. I'm blossoming into this beautiful flower. I feel like this new person. Now what do I do, right? Now your priorities shift. Now you're in, I was in this creative mode in this like, exploring and trying to discover like what it is that I wanted to do next in my life. How do I really want to make the most of this beautiful, precious life? And that's kind of like, that's just an example of navigating those two different seasons where my priorities were different in each and that's okay. So maybe you were on a roll with your fitness routine and then you had to start working a little more because you're struggling with financing a trip or whatever that is, right? Maybe you you just need more money right now and you're having to kind of shift your priority. Maybe going to the gym right now is not as important and you need that money. You need to make more money to pay your bills to maybe you're a little bit behind on um, funding that vacation or whatever it is, right? This is where In these moments, in these tough times, when we fall off track, when we make mistakes, self-compassion really becomes our guiding light. And it's okay to pause, breathe, and really acknowledge that some seasons are going to bring storms. And compassion is really just, self-compassion is turning that compassion inward. We pick ourselves back up with kindness and understanding when we fail when we make mistakes or feel inadequate, when we don't feel good enough. And I was reading a lot of like articles on happiness and um, self-compassion and psychologists really advocate for a more um, effective route to happiness, which involves cultivating that self-compassion. And one of my favorite researchers, Dr. Krista Naff, who I've just fallen in love with her work, I'm so grateful for the work that she's doing. She has had extensive research on self-compassion. And from what I found is that practicing self-compassion can lead to healthier and more productive lives compared to those who engage in self-criticism. So rather than promoting self-indulgence though, Dr. Neff's findings really suggest that self-compassion 
enables you to have this clear sense of self-awareness and encouraging any necessary changes with the underlying motivation of caring about yourself, that you care about yourself enough to make changes in your life, that you care about yourself enough to say, I need to make changes because I know that I'm not tapping into my full potential. And that's what I really love about her research. And so what I'm about to talk about now, the three components to self-compassion, this is all her research. So I'm just here sharing it with you. So the first component is self-kindness. So how do we treat others? Let's think about how we treat others, our patients, our friends, our loved ones, especially on those bad days. What's the language that we use with them? What are the things that we say? How do we keep our hearts open to them? And I think it's reversing that, right? And the more, how do we keep our hearts open to ourselves so that we can then give more to others? It starts with us, guys. Work-life balance, work-life harmony, achieving everything, being the best version of ourselves starts with us. And then we get to pour into others, which is the beautiful thing. So it's not about judging ourselves positively, which I really like about her research. It's really relating to ourselves kindly, embracing our flaws and our pain. So when my mind wants to self-criticize and I catch it, I place my hand on my heart, I rub my chest, and I say things like, it's okay, it's okay, I know that you're doing the best that you can at this moment, or I know that this hurts, it hurts, it sucks, it's shitty, it's crappy, I get it, it hurts, and I'm here, and it's okay. You have such a big heart, or you love people, and it hurts when other people hurt you. So it's just something that I like to practice and it's a reminder because you do get caught up. You get caught up in life. You get caught up in the self-criticism and it's just like this vicious cycle. You just It just keeps playing in your mind. And I think that when we become self-aware and can catch it, let's stop and just pause and just practice that kindness to ourselves. The second component to this is common human- humanity. So how am I the same as others? What is it to be human? And the cool thing or the interesting or like really just amazing thing is that to be imperfect is to be human. No one's perfect. And I don't care what social media shows you. No one's perfect. It may seem like they have their life together or they have the perfect relationship or the perfect job or the perfect life, whatever that is. It's not real. (laughs) It's not that perfect as we think it is. And so when we can kind of relate to others who have experienced the things that we're experiencing or they're going through the things that we're going through, it kind of brings us that sense of comfort, right? That we're not alone in this pain and suffering. And I think that's why for me, it was so soothing to listen to sad music when I was going through, you know, the end of my relationship because it reminded me that I'm not alone in this pain, that the, the singer or the artist singing these songs, these songs of pain, of heartbreak, is it was just a reminder that I'm not alone. It's like they're experiencing it with me. And so, and, and it's funny too, because it's like, I've heard these songs where I'm like, oh my God, yes, that's exactly how I feel right now, <laughs> right? I don't know if you've ever listened to a song when you were going through a tough time and you're like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. It's like they put it together so eloquently 
and it just really would resonate with me on on so many levels okay so that is the second part or second component of self-compassion the third part is mindfulness being with what is in the present moment meditation and mindfulness was the first component that I was putting into practice without even knowing it was a component of (laughs) self-compassion. I just remember I started practicing meditation, even if it was just for five minutes at a time at the beginning, because I was new to it. It was, it was uncomfortable. It was weird. It was just out of my comfort zone. And as I kept putting in those reps and kept putting in those reps and practicing and practicing, I was really building that muscle and I can now meditate for 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes at a time without feeling like I need to check my phone or looking around. And don't get me wrong, there are still times where I get distracted. And it's that's the beautiful part of meditation. It's like, okay, then you become self-aware of it, bring it back to the present moment. And it's just a beautiful time. <laughs> it's really really such a great way to to really cultivate the self-compassion and it's kind of cool to know that I was doing that without really knowing that it was a component of self-compassion okay so those were the three components self-kindness common humanity and mindfulness so how does self-compassion help us how does it what effects does it have on the brain that ultimately improves our lives And so there's been a lot of research that has shown that self-compassion, practicing that, cultivating it, practicing it every day, can really improve not only your cognitive function, but really having this sense of well-being and just a your ability to regulate your emotions. It's also been shown, which I really resonate with this one, that self-compassion has been related to an increase in motivation to be able to or have the ability to make positive changes in your life. And I think that's some one that, again, I resonate with because as I look back on my journey of the last few years, when I've given myself that self-compassion, that kindness to myself, that understanding, it allows me to or gives myself, it's like giving myself permission to say, okay, I know I made this mistake or I know I could have done better here or I know I could have done this and I did what I could and that's okay. How do I move forward? How can I improve moving forward? And I think that's really helped me make those positive changes in my life. It's also been shown to give you this sense of well-being and again, being able to regulate those emotions and also it's been shown to have an increase um, or your increase your ability to really empathize with yourself and again regulate your emotions. We're all about regulating our emotions, guys, in our nervous system. <laughs> all right, so how do we cultivate that self-compassion? How do we even begin doing that? So these are some of my tips that I feel like have really helped me in practicing or creating the habit of self-compassion. First thing is letting go of expectations, the need for perfection. This is one that I'm struggling with right now, guys, as, as we are speaking, as I'm speaking into this and, you know, having this conversation, I'm struggling with this because I have, I find myself having this need for perfection with the way I record my episodes, with the way I present myself and the way that I am building this, this community. And I think that I am definitely, I definitely find myself in the comparison trap oh my gosh, I'm looking at this like 
podcaster who's been doing it for seven years and is doing amazing. She brings on these amazing guests. And I'm like, I'm in chapter one or chapter two, you know? And it's having to remind myself, like, let go of that expectation. You're not there yet. Yet. Keyword yet. You're not there yet. And it's okay. Don't compare yourself. Stay in your own lane. You can be inspired, but don't let that turn into self-criticism or judging yourself or feeling or comparing yourself but instead use it as inspiration like I can if she can get there I can get there one day especially when you hear their stories and how they have struggled and how they've overcome a lot of the challenges that have presented to them like it's inspiring and so I kind of let go of that expectation or or I have to practice that and instead Done is better than perfect. Get it done. Obsess over the quality, yes, but also make sure not to keep yourself or hold yourself back. And again, where in your life, something to ask yourself, where in your life are you maybe holding yourself back because things don't look perfect for you to either get started or continue something, whatever that is, maybe getting started at the gym. You feel like you need the perfect workout clothes or the perfect workout routine or perfect meal plans. Or maybe that's going for, um, maybe you're wanting to start a, a business, right? I know that a lot of my nurses, they want, they're, they're learning more. And I see this a lot that you're wanting to diversify your income. How else can I make money besides bedside? And maybe you're wanting to, have everything perfectly aligned. You want to have all the right information before you get started. And sometimes you just need to take that leap. Sometimes you just need to jump in. Again, done is better than perfect. And then refine as you go. Second thing here is practicing self-kindness. Do your best to eliminate that negative self-talk. Choose self-compassion over self-criticism, especially when you catch it right in that moment. Choose to practice self-compassion And you can do this by asking yourself, what is it that I need right now? And I actually asked myself this last week because it was a difficult time for me, something that I'm going through personally. And it was very, you know, with my birthday going on and unfortunately that happening, the situation again that I'm going through, it's like, what do I need right now? I remember asking myself, like I felt so anxious and I was in my car feeling very anxious and scared. And I'm like, what do I need right now? what does Ashley need right now? And I said, it was a beautiful day outside. And I said, Ashley needs to be out in a patio, having a mocktail and eating some chips and guac. (laughs) So that's what I did, right? Because I'm not drinking right now. And I went to this Mexican restaurant, sat out in the patio. I had my chips and guac. I had my cute mocktail. And I called my sister on the phone and I was just chatting it up with her. And I felt so good. I felt It was just what I needed. I listened to myself at that moment. And sometimes you have to just pause. There's so much going on in our lives. Moving from, go, you know, we're on the go, 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 trying to knock off all our to-do lists, being distracted. Everything's pulling for our attention. And sometimes we just need to kind of just sit with ourselves, pause, and ask ourselves, what do we need right now? The last step here is really just forgiving yourself when you make those mistakes. And the way I do this is that I I place a hand over my heart and I close my eyes and I imagine my younger self. I imagine that I'm soothing her because she's hurt. If I'm hurt, she's hurt. If I'm struggling, she's struggling. 
if she feels down, if I'm feeling down, she's feeling down. And so I imagine her and I, and I imagine that I'm soothing her and telling her that it's okay. It's okay that we go through this and it's perfectly normal to feel this way. Perfectly valid to have these emotions or these feelings. And so it's kind of just soothing her, talking to her, practicing that self-compassion. I hope you enjoyed this episode, friend. I really encourage you to embrace self-compassion in every season of your life, not just in the good times, not just when it's all sunshine and it's a great time, not just those times, but it's when you're adapting to new priorities, when you're overcoming setbacks, when you're facing unexpected challenges, approach yourself with that kindness. And I promise you that you're not alone in this journey. There's a reason why I wrote this. It's because I've gone through it. I'm currently going through it. And I just feel like if this is something that I'm struggling with and I have to remind myself with, then I'm sure there are so many people out there who are struggling with this as well who are struggling with giving themselves the kindness that they know they, they want and deserve. So again, you're not alone in this journey. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you feel like this episode was just amazing and you feel like someone else needs to hear this, go ahead and share it with a friend. It would mean the absolute world to me and would be forever grateful for it. Until next time, friend, I want you to just take yourself, take a moment for yourself. You deserve it. And until next time, love you guys. All right, friend, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, don't keep the goodness to yourself. Share it with another nurse, babe, who's ready to elevate her life by managing her time and finding work-life harmony. And if you can, while you're at it, please leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Until next time, friend.